Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't! I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait, Shelly? No. Shelly? Shelly? Shelly, don't worry. Shelly? just for a second. Shelly! Immunities, an audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one Enya song at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about roughly minute 202 to 205-ish. We're breaking it up by song, I guess. Um, And we're not really going to cover a lot of the credits. We're not going to really go in depth until Return of the King, I think. Yeah. Um. But we have the, like, all of the cast is in 202. Yeah. Which is all the main cool. cast. All the main cast. So, you thought the order of the actors was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I expected the order to be just, like, thinking about it as far as who the heroes of our star- story are and who, like, the, the major roles are in the movie. I expected the order to be Elijah, Vigo, Ian. Mm-hmm. And Elijah and Ian are the first two. Yeah. And then Liv Tyler before Vigo Mortensen, yeah. which I found kind of, I just find kind of surprising because she has such a minor role in this movie. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are for credits, like with the seniority, like the, the acting guild, like yeah. seniority of actors. Um because she doesn't have a whole lot of screen time. No, she doesn't. Um, and she she doesn't have a whole lot of... I don't think she really has a whole lot of movie roles before this, either. 
Um, she's in a few movies. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know she's in some movies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's also relatively famous independently of movies. That's true. I'm not sure, but it basically goes: Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett. Uh, John Reese davies Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, featuring Sean Bean and Ian Holm with Andy Serkis as Gollum. And then it lists three more names at the very end of yeah. that. Martin, so- uh, Martin Sokis, Craig Parker, and Lawrence Macker. And Martin Sokis is... Celeborn. Celeborn. Craig Parker is Haldir. Yeah. And Lawrence Mockery is Lurtz. Yeah. That makes sense. They talked for more than like, they were more than featured extras. Yeah, they were they were featured name. Well, they're featured characters. I was gonna say named characters, but we don't get Lurtz's name in the movie. Right. But they're very they're featured characters with multiple lines that have an impact on the story, mm-hmm. and in Haldir's case, have an impact going forward. Yeah, which makes no sense, but whatever. Uh, whatever. <laughs> um, the elf showing up at Helm's Deep is cool, so whatever. <laughs> I really like this song, um, May It Be, by Enya. I can't help but smile when I listen to anything by Enya. <laughs> uh, I think I told the story once already because we talked about Enya music, but like, Enya is the music my middle, my, my elementary school art teacher played in the art room all the time <laughs> during art class and was always just like, paint what the music makes you feel. Let your endorphins flow, children. Just like, close your eyes and make marks on the page to the music, like this sort of stuff. <laughs> And it was always like Enya or like Celtic music with no lyrics and all that sort of stuff. So that that stuff always just makes me smile. Enya gives me fond, nostalgic memories of a little free classroom in my childhood. <laughs> I I think Enya has a very beautiful voice. I do too. Um, I I don't know. I I like this song a lot. It's very pretty. I remember yeah. like when I was super super into Lord of the Rings, like trying to. Uh, like, see if there were, like, Elvish translations of the lyrics and, like, sing it in Elvish because I am that much of a nerd. Uh, <laughs> where did the lyrics come from? Do you know? Is it just something that she wrote for the movie? Um, oh, man. I think some of it is uh, comes from the book somewhere. Oh. Hmm. So Wikipedia says that it was... Uh, composed by Roma Ryan and Enya, and uh, this this Roma Ryan, Enya wrote the music, and Roma Ryan studied um both Quenya and Cinderin, and some of the lyrics are in uh Quenya, and the other song featured uh in the movie by En uh by Enya. When they're in Rivendell, the R1 and yeah. Aragorn one, that's in Cinderin, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, Good job. And I don't know how to pronounce those uh, phrases, but the, <laughs> <laughs> the I'm not going to try. The two lines in Quenya in this song translate to darkness has come and darkness has fallen. Which is very bleak, but they sound really pretty when yeah. she sings it. So Yep. Yeah. So 
that's pretty much it for credits. Yeah. Do you know what the like? Do you know what the uh, the whole featuring thing is about as far as credits go? Like when it says featuring separately from the rest of the cast. Um, I know that. Like last billing is kind of a big deal. Like with, um, I'm not entirely sure about featuring. Normally, like the I feel like it's a similar deal just because it's it because of Ian Holm, right? Yeah, being included down there. I think because Sean Bean appears like shows up halfway through the movie, yeah. as and Ian Holm is only in the first half of the movie. Yeah, that might be the featuring thing because yeah. they're in it for a big chunk of it, but they're not in it like the whole way through. Yeah, um, and then it's with Andy Circus's Gollum. Yeah. I will look into that going forward. I think the the like the politics of credit name placement. Yeah, it's something I find interesting because I'm really curious about how they came out with the the order that they came out with. Yeah, because a lot of movies do like order of appearance for the for the the credits at the end mm -hmm. for their stars, and it's interesting that that's like not what they did with this one. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I will definitely look into that. Uh, we have lots of time for Two Towers. So. I do like that Kate Blanchett and John Rhys-Davies are together, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like the, the pairings of these. Because um, yeah, Sean and Billy and Dom are all together. Yeah, I mean, Sean is removed. Oh, no, Sean is separated. It's with uh, Viggo Mortensen yeah. and Liv Tyler. So. And Frodo, and Gam Frodo and Sam are together. No. Sad. Well, I mean, but Aragorn and Arwen are Elijah together. Wood is the star, like yeah. the main character, and Ian McKellen is, uh, like a really big name that is in the entire in over half the movie, right? Yeah, like, like I mean, he shows up at the end. Yeah. So, um, releases Force Ghost does anyway. Yeah, I'm surprised that Orlando Bloom came before Christopher Lee. Yeah, I I am too. Because this is his first movie, as opposed to Christopher Lee, who is a legend. <laughs> right, who's been in probably over 100 movies by the time he made this one. Um, and Hugo Weaving as well. That's probably hyperbole, but it's probably not far from the truth. <laughs> I mean, like, John Wayne was in, like, 160 movies. Right. So, we have some uh, cool questions. Uh, yeah. We have, like, like 15... Over the court to answer over the course of the next few yeah. days. Some of them are like multi-part questions. Yeah. Um. So from the listener group, uh, Tessa Peterson White uh, asks, "You get to go back in time to the filming of Lord of the Rings. What part of the making of the movie do you most want to participate in, regardless of if you're qualified to do so?" Making chainmail. Good answer. That's a good answer. I want to hang out with those guys. I want to know their story. <laughs> the chainmail guys. Yeah. And they made all the chainmail for everyone in this movie. Um, this is a hard question for me because I tend to overthink stuff like this. Uh, but I think I would like to be either a writing assistant or like a like a production assistant or like a personal assistant for um peter jackson mm. um i mean if i could be a personal assistant for like anyone involved in this movie can i be like richard taylor's personal right. assistant or orion mckellen or um 
I would want to hang out with uh, Sir Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Just or, listen. You know, I'll I'll be an orc. Whatever. <laughs> be a lady orc. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think I would want to be like an assistant helping out with either the directing or like, yeah, like the, the directing or the yeah. production somewhere. I think I would have a lot of, I, I think I would have a lot of fun hanging out with the Weta guys. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> Thank you for your question, Tessa. Thanks. Um, and, uh, Sam Hardiker for also from the listener group says, now, you know what a mammoth undertaking one film is and how moments you dreaded like Boromir's death took a while to get through. What moments or scenes from the next two are you least looking forward to reaching or getting to? Uh, I think that one of the harder things for us to discuss when we get to Two Towers and Return of the King is how Helm's Deep and the Battle of Pelnor Fields are both very long battle mm-hmm. sequences. And I worry that we're going to run out of things to talk about in those battles for a de- to a degree. I don't think... I, I'm not really worried about those, and um, I, for the reason because we didn't really run out of stuff to talk about in Moria. That's true. Which is another, you know, action-laden, yeah. like, battle sequence. Great guests are a good bandage on that. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually very, I'm, like, looking forward to breaking those down, actually, because I think... The thing that I'm learning about the way Peter Jackson directs action sequences uh, is that there's always, like, something going on. There's either, like, a featured character thing or, like, a really funny moment. So I'm actually, like, really interested in looking at those. Yeah. I'm interested. Breaking down the Helm's Deep battle sequence, I think, will be really interesting because it jumps around a lot Mm -hmm. between the, the trio. So it'll be interesting to kind of break it down. We'll get more of their fighting style. We get to talk about the Olympic runner probably across multiple minutes. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't remember how long that <laughs> moment is, but there is a part of me that is just absolutely sure it is not fully contained within one minute. We'll see. We'll, I haven't we'll even find out. started scheduling that yet, but uh, um, I think... Uh, Theoden's death with Eowyn might also be a bit of a a bit of a trial. Mm. You're much more attached to the character of Theoden than I am, though. That's true. Um, I think uh, Crazy Denethor. Uh, <laughs> as much as we joke about it, I think that's going to be like horrific to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, watching John Noble's slow descent into madness, I think, will be interesting. Well, I mean, I kind of i I like um like Shakespearean levels of character madness like uh one of my favorite doctor who stories is kind of like a study in like the slow descent of like shakespearean madness um like lady Macbeth, like going crazy yeah or like king lear kind of like losing it slowly um i i'm just like I don't know the 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 fire the lighting him on like, lighting himself on fire. The eating, I think the eating is going to be <laughs> one of those things. I'm just going to be like, how many times am I going to watch this minute? But that of Denethor eating that that section is like my favorite part of 
of Return of the King. Well, one of them. Yeah. So um, Billy Boyd, right? Yeah, Billy Boyd yeah. through the the stuff with Denethor is some of the most compelling stuff in that third movie. Mm-hmm. So I am really excited to talk about like the song, for example, and the way that it's yeah. structured around how it's presented. That's my favorite. <laughs> is that your favorite scene in the whole trilogy? I it's definitely the one that I remember the most. Mm. Um. I don't even know if there's anything in Two Towers that I'm not looking forward to. Are you looking forward to talking about Shalab for like two weeks? Isn't that Return of the King? Oh uh, yeah, I'm just like in general. Oh, whatever, giant spider. Watch the big skittery spider. As I'm not, I'm not near it, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see, but definitely, I think like Denethor's death is gonna be. Interesting. It's going to be a rough one. Yeah. Be a rough go. I mean, there's definitely things I'm excited to really talk about. Yeah. Uh, like when Gandalf returns is like one of the moments that always sticks in my mind. Mm-hmm. Or the... Everything with Theoden, basically. <laughs> I love my I love my Arthurian king in decline, oh, fighting for his redemption. You know, I don't like anything involving um, Grandma Worm, Wormtongue. I don't, I don't like... That character, I know you're not supposed to. I think it's really gross. Yeah, it's such a like, great performance. It's though. kind of like an Urukai thing. Like I know it's supposed to be gross, but I don't want it. Do not like, want. I think. I mean, we'll talk about it at length, but I think they went just far enough with Wormtongue mm. to the point where, like, one, it doesn't feel like parody, uh, and two, like, it makes you just uncomfortable enough with him because they could have, like, really gone too far with it i yeah. think and they didn't with like the the lecheries lecher stuff and not and like not just that like the the makeup everything they could have ah, gone too far with okay. everything with him but they didn't they chose to like overall rein it in that's fair um and previous guest on the show uh joe Dorowski asks uh what was a favorite unexpected tangent Slash absurd theory that unexpectedly came up in your freewheeling discussions. Which I feel like is kind of like a backwards comment. Co-ed orc army. Yes. That's like, that's the I, one that immediately jumps to my mind. I think, uh, I like that one. Co-ed orc army. I, I like the, um, Boromir, and, Boromir's secretly afraid of heights. And, and Boromir's, Boromir's quest to Rivendell is also good. <laughs> Uh, our friend the squid. Well, okay, so yeah, where where does the squid come from? Um, the the idea that Boromir is afraid of heights, and then him getting chucked off the edge of a waterfall for his funeral is chucked. so sad. Like he's not thrown. I mean, like there's not like you know like, what I mean. Like, Aragorn and Gimli don't carry him out to the falls and toss him off. <laughs> You know what I mean, though. It's he's going from like, his ghost is like watching this and just like no, no, a very no. tall place to a not so tall place. Like, oh man, I don't. It's it's a real high point, high point for Boromir. Oh, oh, and then it reaches a low point. Oh, you're the worst. Um, I yeah, I think uh, uh, co-ed orc army is definitely one of my favorite tangents. Talking a lot about where the squid comes from and if it's friends with the Balrog. I'm still, I'm still um, confused as to how hobbits organize their um, social political systems. Yeah. Um, 
let's see what else. There's a there were I know there was a lot. I I really liked um Muppet casting. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh I just I will uh I will forever imagine a world in which Sam the Eagle is Saruman. <laughs> Um, I know that I'm forgetting a bunch, but those are those are what I think about. I mean, look at our uh, look at our episode titles. They give you a pretty good idea of the ones we appreciated the most. Uh, um, like our friend of the squid. Oh, he's not my friend. He wants to be your friend. I don't. I don't want that in my life. The only person he doesn't want to be friends with is whoever is carrying the ring. I don't need that in my life. I don't need an overly large cephalopod of questionable origin to be my friend. <laughs> that certainly doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you guys for sending in questions. Um, and if you haven't joined our listener group yet, um, what are you waiting for? If you're on Facebook, where. uh just search for Fellowship of the Mike uh, LOTR Minute Listener Group and we'll add you. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much again for sticking with us. We'll be back tomorrow with more uh, discussion, like wrap-up discussion. I hope you guys are enjoying the episode. I know I'm still having fun talking about it. Oh, so. yeah. Um, but in the meantime... You can check out uh, some of the other podcasts on Dueling Genre, such as The Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, Geek by Night, our fictional audio drama, Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, and newly on the site is The Protagonist podcast, um, which Joe Dorowski is the co-host of, and Andrew Dorowski produces, and sometimes guests on. He's like, I don't know, like honorary third guest, I think. Um, and we've both been on that show Yes, and I have a lot of fun talking with those guys. Um, they're great fun. So that's like a weekly podcast and, uh, they go through, they cycle through like, what is it? A movie, a book, a comic and a TV show or something. I think so. Something like that. Um, and And they talk about a great character from a great story. Yeah. So that's a lot of fun. Check that out. And special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a great Tuesday, and we'll be back tomorrow with more discussion about Fellowship of the Ring. Bye! Bye!